podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the 1871 podcast. Hope you all had a very good weekend. And tonight we're taking a look back at Reading FC women's season. But before we do that, this is just to let you know that on tomorrow's episode, our special guest is former Royal striker Nikki Forster. So that's available from 6.30pm tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, our guest is another former Reading striker, Simon Cox. So we've got those two to look forward to. And Johnny, finally, we have the, the news that we've been waiting for for a while, as we kind of suspected might be the case. Um, Paul Ince has been announced as the manager. Mark Bowen, director of football. Not really a massive surprise. A lot of Reading fans kind of knew it was probably going to happen that way. What are your thoughts? Yeah, not a surprise. I, I think some fans not that impressed, probably by the Ince being manager. But uh, Bowen certainly, I think, a no-brainer, you know, with his knowledge and having him back in the club. That's the bigger picture thing that the club needs. Is somebody knows what's going on, you know, outside the change room. We need to get the you know the transfers sorted. We need to get the scouting sorted. We need to get the infrastructure sorted so that the club can move forward. Um, and Ince, obviously, you know, for him, you know, he wanted to hear what he needed to hear to give him the reassurances that he can get the job with what he needs to, to make the club successful as well. So, you know, with that in mind, you're hoping that this is a, a fresh start, that the club's actually going to start putting things in place now that we can have a have a better future and a, and a clearer um, direction from the, the owners. Yeah, well, we'll be talking more about those two appointments, but obviously the announcement has just been made this evening. So um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more later in, in, in the week. Uh, and just a little bit of extra news for you that uh, former Royal Shaka Hislop has been awarded the freedom of Newcastle. So congratulations to, to you, Shaka, for, for that. Um, and a bit of news from us, from the 1871 podcast. Um, if you're a Royals fan and you like your Reading FC trivia, this might be for you. Uh, we're looking for Royals fans to take part in what we're calling the Royals 50 Years Quiz in Series 2 of the 1871 podcast. So Series 1 finishes at the end of May. We're continuing with the daily episodes until the end of May. Uh, and then Series 2 of the 1871 podcast starts, well, starts, Series 2 starts in mid-June after a two-week break. And as the name suggests, the Royals 50 Years Quiz will be a quiz about Reading FC going back 50 years to 1972. So if you're interested in taking part in that, and we've already got several Royals fans lined up, um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram at 1871podcast, or you can find us um, and get in contact with us via Facebook. Uh, we put quite a few posts in the um, Reading fan groups on Facebook so find us on there um, and all you need to do just tell us your name tell us where you live and how long you've been supporting the Royals for um, so you know any anyone of any age any Reading fan can can enter you kind of need to be a Reading fan um, because it's all about Reading's history but it does go back 50 years so uh, we've got a few ideas of, of how to stop people cheating um, and looking up the answers, we'll uh, we'll come to that when we um, when we get to series two in mid June. So um, 
Now, for this episode, we're, we're going to take a look at Reading FC women's season. And um, I think, Johnny, it's fair to say that Reading FC women, the season was in, in three parts, and, and we'll come to that. But j- just a quick summary to start with. So Reading women finished eighth in the WSL, uh, got to the FA Cup fifth round. And um, I think if you compare that to previous seasons, um, the season before the one just gone, so the 2020-21 season, um, finished a place higher, seventh um, in the WSL, uh, finished fourth in the, uh, sorry, not finished fourth, got to the fourth round in in the FA Cup. So that was the season before. Um, Actually, the highest that that Reading have finished in the WSL was fourth back in the 2017-18 season. Um, furthest they they've got in the FA Cup, all the all the League Cup is the semi-finals. But you know, talking about the WSL, it, it has got bigger in the last few years. So it, it was smaller uh, in terms of the number of teams in there. And if we look at you know where Reading finished in comparison to the other teams. Um, eighth, basically mid-table, uh, did really well. Twenty-five points, finished above Aston Villa, Everton, and Leicester. Birmingham City went down, and um, uh, just behind Brighton, just behind West Ham, and not too far behind Spurs, but kind of nowhere near the top four, really. But I think to still be in the WSL, Johnny, to finish eighth, you know, mid, well, just below mid-table, really. Um, you consider that a successful season, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. I think you know, looking at it now, I mean, this season, the one of the two clubs that whose men's teams are outside the Premier League, and next year we'll be the only club with um, out, the men's team outside the men's Premier League. So you know, and, and the impact of that on budgets and we know all the restrictions that we've had at Reading, um, the injuries that they had as well, the women's team, um, you know, to to still be competing and you know playing where they are and doing well, you know, in, in the circumstances that they've had, you know, sometimes not had to put a full bench, um, you know, and they've had, they've had some really good performances, some not so great, but, you know, Kelly's done a great job with the team there. I think they're still, you know, each season they're progressing um, and they're learning as they go along, you know, they've had some bad results, but they've also, you know, they've, they've had some very good performances and some good recruitment. Um, I think the one thing that they've lacked previously is, Good finishers, a good strikers in this season. They've had two or three, you know, more attacking players come in that have really made a difference. Yeah, and uh, one of the one of the first things that happened last summer, um, so at the end of June, um, Reading signed Natasha Dowie. Um, she'd won, I think she won the WSL before, hadn't she? Um, so great, great player to have, and she ended up top scorer. Yeah, that was. Although didn't didn't break into double figures, and, and we'll come to that. But if we, you know, if we look at the season, it was in um, three parts really. So, uh, you know, you'd have to say a pretty poor start to the season in terms of results. But of course, you're playing against teams mm-hmm. like you know Arsenal and Spurs. So the first game, two 0 defeat away to Man United, and and actually all four of the first four games were defeats. Um, and Reading didn't score a goal in the first four games. So, first game, Man United away, lost 2-0. Second game was Arsenal at home, lost 4-0. But that's not, 
you know, that's not a disaster because Arsenal beat plenty of teams 4-0 and, and more. Um, you know, reasonable performance, but a defeat against Spurs 1-0 and then 3-0 against Everton. So, you know, not a very good start to the season results-wise. But then all of a sudden, you know, two 3-0 wins in a row and, and they go on a run of, I think it's, uh, let, let me count count it up. I'm looking at the results in front of me now. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So eight games where Reading had seven wins and one draw. So I'm beaten for eight games in kind of the middle of the season, starting from October. Um, and they kicked it off with a 3-0 win against Aston Villa and then followed up with a 3-0 win against Birmingham, or, although Birmingham, you know, went down and Natasha Dowie scored in both of those games. Um, so... A, a poor start to the season, Johnny, but kind of when you're playing against teams like Arsenal and Spurs, kind of to be expected that, that you're not going to win those games, I guess. Johnny? Yeah, you? like, you know, and you're looking at the squads and you're looking at the money. You've got looking at the squads and the money that they've got compared to Reading. You know, it's it's a tough competition. Um, can you hear me there? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, no, it's just a bit of a single. Yeah, like, you know, you're kind of going, that's that's the women's league at the minute, the, the gaps between the top sides, you know. Um, so at the start of the season, but the thing from it, the team learned from, you know, those results and having to play differently, uh, you know. And so, you know, you kind of give... Give the team a chance and give Kelly a chance as well because she's done such an amazing job with Reading over the years. You know, she's helped them, keeping them developed. Um, you know, so you, you, know, you trust her to, to work it out and she did. Yeah. And, th- and that game against Aston Villa must have given them a huge boost. I remember when, you know, we're not, we're obviously not talking about the Reading men's team, but that, that first ever game in the, in the Premier League to come back from 2-0 down against Middlesbrough and then win 3-2 just gave them such a boost for that season. And, you know, to beat Aston Villa three, so that it was the fifth game of the season, they'd lost every game until then. Um, three and up at half-time. Um, Natasha Dowie scoring her first goal for Reading um, in first-half stoppage time. And then followed up against another Midlands club, Birmingham City, an away game, another 3-0 win. Natasha Dowie scores again. Um so, yeah, just a, a, you know, a great kind of belated start to the season, wasn't it, really? And then a, a two-all draw against West Ham as well. So, it was it was nice to, you know, must have given them a confidence boost as well, I guess, to get those two really good wins. Yeah, and I think Kelly said herself, it took a while for the new players to gel into the way that she wanted to play and to, you know, to get used to system um you know that that takes time any football team it takes time so you know the, you know, the objective for reading is never in the, you know the, realistically not going to be in the top three or four maybe pushing for fifth and sixth um but certainly to stay up and be competitive and i think they did that yeah uh, and then you know moving into uh, late november and, and into december um you know you obviously those two games against Villa and, and Birmingham City, clean sheets as well as as wins, and then the, and then the same. You had a, a two nil home win against Brighton, who ended up finishing 
um, just a, a point above Reading. So they they were kind of, um, you know, Reading's one of Reading's closest rivals throughout the season. But then, you know, one nil win against Chelsea in December, uh, who ended up being the champions, and and that was a, a shock result. And I think it was um, uh, the the scorer was Deanne Rose um, who got the, yeah, got the winner, the goal, goal of, the, of, of the game. Um, and that was really... And on early. Sky as well, which... which yeah, it was, just... it was really early on as well. It was in the fourth minute and then, you know, Reading kept a clean sheet against the team that, that ended up winning the league. Fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was the best result of the season, without doubt. Yeah, no, unbelievable. Point. I mean that when we're looking back, that's that's the highlight, really. I think everyone would talk about that as a highlight. Um, but also, what you've got to think about is that a lot of these clubs are playing um, in, you know, I don't know, training grounds or, or other grounds. Um, but Reading actually playing, you know, in the um, the, the stadium, Select Car Leasing Stadium. So that's that's got to represent progression, I think, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember seeing them play over at you know, Wickham's ground um, and, you know, they played elsewhere before there. And obviously, you know, they have the same training facilities as the men, same access to everything. So it's really come a long, a long way since, you know, it first started when they were, I think, semi-professional. Now they're all full-time professionals. Um, you know, we're still, we're still not obviously set up, up there with the bigger teams because we don't have the budget. But it's great to see our team, you know, doing so well in that league. Yeah, and then it was um, three wins in a row and three clean sheets in in a row. Another one nil win against, albeit against Leicester, who, um, you know, they ended up finishing bottom of the table, got releg- relegated. Oh, sorry, no, they didn't finish bottom. They finished one above the bottom. Um, and Natasha Dowie scored again and again an early goal, eleventh uh, minute. So this was the first um, first league game of, of January. Um, 1-0 at home to Leicester. Um, Reading, Natasha Dowie scoring after 11 minutes and again, keeping a clean sheet. So, you know, if you go back to that first win of the season against Aston Villa, that was a clean sheet. Birmingham City, clean sheet. Brighton, clean sheet. Chelsea, clean sheet. And then third clean sheet in a row. Um, five clean sheets out of six uh, against Leicester. And then... Um, 3-2 win against Birmingham uh, and then into February in, into yeah and into February um, 2-1 win at Everton uh, and Reading kind of moving up the table I think they were they were fifth at that stage but what an amazing run um, five wins in a row and yeah seven wins out of eight fantastic yeah so like there's some great performances in there to come back you know, to get the 3-2 win against Birmingham I think, they were, I think they were two down. And then, you know, the, the Brighton game, they got a late winner in that one as well. You can really see the team spirit and, and the, you know, the, the the attitude to not give up. That was huge. And they really got them over the line. You know, again, you know, they had players missing through injury throughout as well. So they really, you know, struggled to put out. They're probably their, their first choice 11 throughout the season. But, you know, they had you know, the players that came and did an amazing job. Yeah. And then... Um... Something strange happened. I mean, we didn't kind of know it at the time, but going into mid-February, played Brighton away, um, lost 4-1. And then, you know, that was the first of uh, a run of um, 
games without a win that that took them all the way to the end of the season. So I think you know the the last um, that let me I've got the results in in front of me here. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. They finished the season going back to mid February with um, ten games without a win. So uh, three draws in that time, seven defeats. Um, 4-1 away to, to Brighton, disappointing result. 4-0 away to Arsenal. You know, you kind of half expect those sort of results against the likes of Arsenal and Chelsea, don't you? But, um, you, you know, 4-1 four, four defeat against Brighton, 4-0 against Arsenal. And they did get a draw against Spurs. They got a 0-0 against Spurs, but they kind of never really recovered after that, did they? Yeah, I mean, the couple of games that you expect them to win, you know, the Leicester probably you expect them to win. Um, Villa away, you know, Villa I don't want at home. So, you know, there was, there was certainly a two or three games there where you would expect Reading to, you know, to, to get a win. Other games, yeah, you know, Chelsea away, you know, realistic, Man City away. They're not the games that they're going to be looking at the season going, they're going to go and get three points there. They're looking at the teams around them that they're going to get those points to ensure safety and to get them up as high as the table. So, look, it's... He, you know, football happens like that, doesn't it? With you know, teams lose confidence, and it can happen like that. It goes from one great run to a bad run. On the you know, that Brighton result just turned it because I don't think people were expecting them to lose that heavily after being on yeah. such a good run. But that's yeah. you know, the crazy world of football. Uh, and so you know, Chelsea second half of the season, Chelsea, uh, well, away to Chelsea and Arsenal, so. Arsenal back in March, lost 4-0. Chelsea in, in April, beginning of April, lost uh, 5-0 away. Um, and actually, you know, to to draw um, against Spurs, that was probably the best of the results during that run. Um, and then, as you say, you know, Leicester, they got a draw, penultimate game of the season. Um, that, that was a, a, another 0-0. Um, but to, to draw away... You know, and, and Leicester City, uh, Emil Heskey was involved in, in the, the women's side at, at Leicester, helping them. Um, so not a, not a terrible result, but then, you know, disappointing. To, I mean, you're not really too surprised that you finish the season with a defeat against Man City. But, um, you know, hardly any goals in, in that time. I think in the 10 games, it was one, two... Three, four, only four goals and um, six. I think six of the the ten games um, didn't score. So a really disappointing end to the season, stretching back to to mid February. Do you, um, Johnny? Do you know if there were um, you know any injuries or was it just a bad run of results? They had a few injuries, and you know, um, Brooke Chaplin is. Is now retired. Um, she had you know, to take time out of the game. Um, but I remember, you know, you're looking. I remember the games, and you're looking at, you know, so many times we didn't, we couldn't fulfil the full bench. You know, we had four or five subs. You know, I think Natasha Dowie missed a chunk of games. Um, the other strikers we had, it, it, it just impacted. The, you know, as I say, like, it, you know, when, you've, when you've got a limited squad as it is. Um, due to probably financial reasons, then you're losing two or three players and you're having to juggle the rest um, in different positions. 
Um, there's only so much you can do. And I, looking at that, I, I, you know, to me, it's the Kelly did as what she could with what she had. Uh, a couple of results could have been better, but again, you know, I think I would, have, as a fan at the start of the season, said if Reading had got six, that would have been a great season. Yeah, and you've got, you know, you you've got in that season a one nil win against the champions Chelsea, so that's fantastic. And and I think actually, although it was it was a really bad run at, at the end of the season, well, not just at the end of the season, but actually going back to February to finish the season with with that run of ten games without a win. Um, the good thing about that, that that kind of saved Reading's season in a way was the really good run they had in, in the middle. So at the start yeah. of the season, four defeats, you know, they're at the bottom. And then gradually you can see with that run, that fantastic run of mostly wins and one draw, um, they actually got up to fifth and then gradually started a bit like when the, the men's team at the start of last season, they were top of the table for a while and then just yeah. faded away and finished seventh. Um, yeah. But that, that kind of saved them, having that really good run, including that win against Chelsea. Um, but um, so they, they finished eighth. Um, Brighton were a place and one point above them. West Ham in sixth were, were two points above them. Um you know, no no chance of, of getting in the top four given the the last uh, ten games, obviously. Um but yeah. they they did more than enough to um stay clear of, of the relegation zone apart from that bad start. So I think overall eighth is, is a really good season. Yeah, I you know, I think you know there's now the opportunity to build it again, you know, Tash Harden's left the club after you know, being a brilliant servant with Brooke retiring. You know, there's a couple of spots there that hopefully we can just get the right players in to strengthen the squad and go again next season where, you know, we maybe look at fifth, sixth. I'd love to be fourth, but, you know, I'm being realistic. It, you know, it, it's what it is with, the, you know, Liverpool are now coming up from the championship. Their budget will be whatever, you know, we know we can't compete with that. So, you know, what you want is a competitive team that, you know, the, the fans enjoy watching. Um, and I do. I think, you know, that's that's something that, you know, is exciting about the club. Yeah. Um, the FA Cup was was quite interesting. Um, the uh, game against Brighton, a 3-2 win, a, a late winner. Um, that was a good game. And then, unfortunately, lost to, to West Ham in, in the fifth round. Um, yeah. And, and that was... Um, that was after extra time. So, you know, probably disappointing, but to to win that game against Brighton, um, get through to the fifth round, and then you kind of put yourself in with a chance. And especially against a side like West Ham, they, they must have been hopeful that they could get through that, but it wasn't to be, but went to extra time. Um, League Cup was, was a bit disappointing. It was a, a, a win, a draw and a, a defeat. Um, and the other, the other sides in in the the group were Bristol City, Crystal Palace, and Lewis. Um, and actually, you know, going back to something you said earlier about, um, I think Birmingham have gone down. They finished bottom, didn't they? And 
I think Liverpool are coming up, aren't they? Next season, didn't they yeah. win? Yeah, won yeah. the women's championship. Yeah. So another big club coming up. So um, you know, looking ahead to next season, uh, a couple of players leaving, as you said, might be quite tricky. But we are really sort of you know looking back on on the last season, and and I think eighth is is a good, um, you know, generally speaking, quite a, a good season. Um, and quite a lot of the players actually played in uh, most of the games. So you had um, Gemma Evans, defender. Um, she was the, the top appearance maker with with 27. Deanne Rose uh, got the winner against Chelsea, 26. Natasha Harding, 26. Lily Woodham, 26. Um, and at Amelie Aikland, uh, the Norwegian forward, she played in 25 of the games. Quite a few on 24 appearances, including Faye Bryson. Um, so you did have, um, you know, a lot of the team playing in most of those games, which was good as well. I think that does help if you've got a settled team. But it's a smaller squad, isn't it, for the women, of course. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, that when you lose one player out of that core squad, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to replace for them. You know, Grano Grace Maloney was out for... Um, a while there, she had a, a bit of an injury. You know, she's been a class keeper yeah. at the club for years. Um, yeah, the um, the goals situation for Reading, I think, would possibly be one of the most disappointing aspects of the season because top scorer was Natasha Dowie, but it was only um, six league goals, seven in total, and then Deanne Rose, um, four in the WSL, five in total. Um, and then one other player, Emma Harry's got three, um, two on two goals, and then a few on one. It it wasn't uh, it wasn't great in terms of um, goals scored, and you know that that run of defeats in the, in the WSL uh, in the last ten games, and that run with with not scoring too many goals. I think it was only four goals in the last. 10 games, I guess that's got to be one of the most disappointing aspects of the season, hasn't it? Yeah, but as I say, like, you know, we, we, the Reading have struggled really to, you know, goal scoring wise for a few seasons. And, you know, this season it, it had its moments. But again, I think, you know, the strikers picked up injuries at various times. So, you know, it's, it's hard, isn't it? You know, you, 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 you know, a, you're still they, they do create a lot of chances in games. You know, that's one thing um, you know, is that separates the top sides from the, the middle sides to the bottom sides, isn't it? You know, when you're yeah. looking at what players that are, the Chelsea can put out, and you know, the the choice of strikers that they've got. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a different yeah, Chelsea, so, so you know, yeah. like it is, it's realistic. And and it, it's it's a bit like for, for a team like Reading, um, it's a bit like um, Chelsea and Arsenal are in a different league within that league that you know it's those two at the, at the top um, and so it's kind of that where are Reading going to finish in, in mid-table so it's sort of that mid-table league within a league if you like is um, West Ham, Brighton, Reading, Aston Villa and Everton but to, you know to finish above Aston Villa and Everton two big clubs 
like that. Okay, I know the, the women's game is different, but um, finishing within a, a point of Brighton, within two points of West Ham, finishing above Aston Villa and, and Everton, when you say it like that, that highlights that actually, although there were some disappointing elements to the season, um, you know, you look at that that run of, that unbeaten run, all those wins in the middle of the season, um, you know, after the first four four games, four defeats in a row, um, to, to end up finishing above Aston Villa and, and Everton and so close to West Ham and Brighton. Um, I, I think to to still be in the WSL next next season is is a success. I think you can consider that as a success. You want progression. Um, okay, Reading have finished higher. They they came up in 2015 into the WSL. Um, they have finished as high as fourth, but there were less teams, you know, a few years ago. Um, finished fifth, finished sixth. Um, so they they haven't finished as, as high as they have in, in the past, but other teams are progressing as well. So Liverpool are coming up and, you know, Chelsea and Arsenal, a bit like in... United have only just come up recently as well. Premier League, Man United, season. So Spurs are doing well, Man City. So you've got, um, you've got those big clubs at the top. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think overall, um, although there were some disappointing elements to the season, I think finishing eighth represents, a, you know, a, a decent season, really. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they've got some good young players coming through. Emma Harris, unfortunately, is out injured. She's picked up a long-term injury. But she looked very promising. And then they've got some, you know, there's some good young academy players there as well that hopefully will, you know, progress to the first team. So, you know, it's a lot of potential. I think the, the only one thing I think, aside from the plane, you know, is is the the, the fan base. You know, playing now in Reading, you'd hope that we'd get more fans to the games. And you'd hope maybe that there'd be a bit more publicity. Yeah. I think, I think um, you know, it, it's an opportunity for the game to develop. Um, you know, there's a compared to the fan, you know, when they're in Wickham, you know, it's, it's a much easier access for, for people. Um, but I don't even, I think people commented that, you know, the game's not really promoted even when the men's games are on. Um, you know, so there, could, there more could be done. You know, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. growing game still, but you know, Reading are in the Premier League and there's an opportunity there to really, really push that. Yeah, and I, and I think the, the highest uh, attendance of the season was um, more than 1,100. That was against Arsenal back in September. And then the, the low point in terms of attendance was um, just over 500 against Leicester in January. The average was about was just under 800. Um, yeah. But actually, one, one of the things I do want to mention that, that was a, a positive about the season was defence. I think defensively, um, although it probably doesn't look like it from the league table, I think the defence sort of did fairly well because, you, you know, it, it's 40 goals against... Um, but you're talking about some heavy defeats against the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal. So, um, you know, Arsenal 4-0 defeat, Chelsea 5-0 defeat, Man City 4-0. Um, and actually, there were a few clean sheets in there. So, um, Grace Maloney, I think she kept eight clean sheets in total. Yeah. So, although there were some heavy defeats, I think... Um, um, you know, quite quite a few clean sheets, um, and, and that 
you know, from October and, until into early February when Reading had that great run. I mean, there were quite a few clean sheets in there. Um, four, I think, there were five clean sheets in those ten games. So that that was that was a really good spell for Reading. Obviously, then it it kind of fell apart a bit after that. But they did. Reading showed some some good signs um, last season that that they've got something to build on for for next season. I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, they've got some good players. You know, Kelly's a good manager. Um, you know, the, the, the finance is obviously a big thing in that league as well. And I like everywhere else with Sky now covering it. Um, but Kelly's great at work with working with Watch, who she's got. Um, and you know, I'm sure that they can bring in you know, a few more players over the, the summer that will just take them. To the next level again, and hope you know consistently keep them there around the sixth place. We're being realistic, and you know, I don't think that's um, unachievable. Yeah. So where where would you think? Um, what would you think the target would be for next season? Sort of in in the top six. Would you would you say? I, I would, if being realistically, you know, now you've got Liverpool coming in. You know, I don't know how the budgets work. You know, I'm not familiar with that side of things. Maybe we can get one of the, uh, the folks from running women teams to come and talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, it's what it is. But you know, they've shown that they're a competitive team in that league. Yeah, you know, but every team that around Reading's le- level have had tough results against the top sides. You know, yeah. the budgets and the squad size. But against the teams, you know, and they beat Chelsea, huge result. I mean, you know, yeah, nobody... I mean, I don't, I don't need to ask you. What what you think the highlight of the season was? I think we know what what that was, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a huge result, you know, and that showed that how confident they were at that time, how well they were playing, um, you know. And when they review the league, which I'm sure they do, and, and they look at the positives and where they can build from, there's a lot, you know. Um, so you know, it's just a very exciting time, and it's amazing to see how far the team has come over the last few years. Yeah, as as, as I say, um, 2015, they won one promotion from WSL2. And then their their league position since then, um, I'll go through it from starting from 2016. So back in 2016 and 2017, when the the league was smaller, um, they only played in the one one year, the one calendar year, if you see what I mean. Um, Whereas then from 2000... so after 2017, the season started again, um, still in 2017 and went into 2018. So you had the 2017-18 season and then, you know, the 2018-19 season. So going back to starting with 2016, Renning finished eighth and then sixth, fourth, which has been their highest finish. Uh, and then the following season, fifth. Um, the 1920 season fifth, um, then the 2021 season seventh, and then eighth. So you, you mentioned progress. So it hasn't been over the last few seasons. You know they've gone fifth, seventh, and eighth. So it's not progress in terms of up the league table, but just to stay competitive um, and have a player like Natasha Dowie come into the squad and, and Kelly Chambers, great manager. You know, just to to be able to finish in, in in eighth, and you know, no real danger at any point in the season apart from those first four games. There was a concern, uh, no no danger after that of of relegation. So I think the word that you use, progress. 
I think it, you've got to consider what the other clubs are doing. So the Arsenal's, Chelsea's, Man City's, Man United, Tottenham, uh, Liverpool coming up. So it's only going to get tougher. Um, so I, I think, you know, we want to say well done to the team, really. I mean, I think, you know, eighth compared to previous seasons doesn't sound fantastic. But I think in terms of the progression in general uh, of um the, the other teams and, and the league. Um, I, I think Reading deserve a lot of credit, don't they? Uh, yeah, and, and I think we're an attractive proposition now for people to join the club, you know, um, location-wise and playing at, you know, at the home ground of the men, at the use of a better word. Yeah. Um, you know, but with you know, the signings that we've been able to make, like Dan Rose, you know, quality player, absolutely yeah. brilliant for us. And I'm sure, you know, again, we get two or three more players of similar ability in that will take it to that next level, you know, and that's, you know, it's being realistic about yeah. what, you know, what we've got to work with money-wise and everything else. And, you know, you know, that aim for me personally, I could be wrong, but fifth, sixth is, you know, and a good cup run. And in terms of the attendances, because, you know, there was, obviously not compared to the men, but there, there was the, the big crowd against Arsenal, but that's kind of because it's Arsenal and, you know, I, I guess Arsenal would have, Bought quite quite a few of those, wouldn't they? Um, but then just just over five hundred for Leicester. Um, what can what what do you think the solution is to attract more, you know, big bigger attendances? What's what's the what, what can Reading do about that? Uh, I don't you know where what campaigns they have, but I certainly think you know the opportunity to give. Maybe, you know, lower price tickets, free tickets. You know, you've got a big ground with 1,000 people in it. Put, you can get 2,000 in there, you know, offering tickets to, to children, uh, school, you know, schools, local clubs, uh, young women's teams. You know, let's build, build something, build that atmosphere. Because I think if that atmosphere was there even more than it is now, which is great, but you increased, that would increase the, you know, the, for the team as well, you know that that noise behind the, the home team, and uh, you know it's 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 an opportunity for for the club to really do something, and I think they're missing a, you know chance here to to really push the game. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's there. Uh, you know, it's a potential. It, it's it's a great club for for that. Yeah, and and look for anyone who hasn't seen the women's team, just you know next season, just go down and 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 have a look because the. You know, obviously, I think the profile of, of the game has um, improved. You know, it's on the TV, on Sky Sports. And, you know, you look at the, the climax to to the season, to the WSL season. You know, the two, a couple of the goals in, in Chelsea's last game of the season, I think they clinched it on the last day, didn't they? And I watched the... Watch the game, and a couple of yeah. those goals would would you know if that had been men's football, you would still say they're fantastic goals. So you know, for anyone who hasn't seen it, then go and go and have a look. And I, and I think one of the issues is that it's great that they're playing in the stadium, but when you're getting you know six, seven, eight hundred, um, you can't create as much noise, obviously, as if it's in the thousands. So. That that's kind of one issue, but it, I think it's great. And that's what they had at Wickham's ground. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't think that's the answer. Is and I think it? you know, the, is it? It's not. It, the answer isn't to go back to another ground to get a better atmosphere. 
Um, no, but that's what they had, I think, there. That that smaller ground, that older style ground was more compact. So you had that, that noise, it spread round easier. Do you know? But yeah. I think like to me, like if they had a double header game, I don't know if you know with the state because the pitch has been brilliant condition, could they have a, a morning game before the men's game? Or you know, a home game on a Saturday, home game on a Sunday, and offer a cheap ticket thing for you know, think think differently. Think, you know, think this this get people in, you know, have an after, an afternoon game, evening game. Um, yeah. You know, something, something that they could do to to get the fan while the fans are at a game, say the men's game, because they get bigger crowds. Yeah, get them in to stay in for the women's game or the women's game before it. You know, do something. Let's try it. You know, let's be creative. Yeah. Um, well, look, that's uh, that's our review of the the women's season. I mean, there'll be plenty more to to talk about, but um, we just kind of wanted to give an overview of, of the season. Um, so that's it for for our um, episode this evening. Uh, and just a reminder that on tomorrow's episode, our special guest is former Royal striker, Nikki Forster. So that's available from 6.30 PM tomorrow. So uh, well done to Red and FC women, um, you know, for finishing eighth in the WSL and, and having generally speaking a, a good season. So uh, well, well done to them. And we'll hopefully get, as, as Johnny said, somebody, um, from the uh, Reading FC women's team joining us um, probably into Series 2 now. So thanks, Johnny, and, and thanks to everyone um, for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.